Hello, neighbors far and wide. Thank you for joining us. If this is your first time or your hundredth time, we're happy to have you here in the neighborhood. Uh, we want to welcome you to Neighbors Don't Knock. This episode, we're going to talk about holiday pirates, which are here. And uh, no, we're not talking about Johnny Depp and the Pirates of the Caribbean. It is porch pirates. That's right. They are here. It is the season that we have pirates. And it's funny to now, I, I don't know, maybe there's going to be pirate toys now that are going to be coming out. Um, but also, another fast-growing crime that we're going to talk about, which might change your shopping habits being out and about, because I know some of us love to shop. And also, we're going to give some tips on how to really go about avoiding some of these crimes and pitfalls that you can fall into. But let's go ahead and get started. Welcome to the podcast, Neighbors Don't Knock. The show where two neighbors drop by for conversations that are fun, relevant, and downright hilarious. Join them and special guests in their mission to talk about anything and everything and laugh about it no matter what. Now, here's your hosts, Brian Chambers and Philip Goffrey. So what's going on, guys? I am Brian Chambers. And my co-host, Philip Goffrey, has decided to play a little bit of hooky uh, today. I'm sure he's somewhere in a hot tub with a glass of bourbon in his hand and decided not to be here to do all the work, right? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Philip, unfortunately, is out sick, and we hope and wish him a very speedy recovery, so he'll be back with us next week. Uh, so a big shout-out to him, because he'll be back with bourbon in hand, of course. And I want to thank you guys for tuning in to Neighbors Don't Knock. If you are not currently a subscriber, we would really love for you to follow, like, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Also, check out our YouTube channel for plenty of fun content and videos as well as other episodes. We'd love to have you. Uh, just go to that button right below, hit subscribe, follow. We want to expand our neighborhood, so join in. Also, you can go to podinbox.com slash neighbors don't knock and leave us a free audio message, and it might end up on the show. We might have you guys... Have your own message show up and be played for some neighborly advice or just a comment. You know, you never know. All right, so we're going to jump in today to talk about porch pirates. Porch pirates. I know it's it's kind of a hot topic that's going on around everywhere right now if you talk about holiday shopping. And, and first of all, Let's jump into what porch pirates are. If you've been living under a rock and you don't know what a porch pirate is, it's basically someone who, I guess not basically, it's someone who goes around as a low-level criminal and takes packages or gifts or things from your porch. And it, it seems like it was kind of a good gig for a bunch of crime people. They're like, ah, free stuff, right? I just walk up, grab a package. Well, over the past few years, people have become wi becoming wiser to what's been going on and how their packages have been being taken. Also, with the development of the video doorbells and new cameras and things like that, that uh, security uh, companies and people are putting on their porches and properties, it's become very evident that people are just going in for this easy score. I don't think we would ever get somebody, but I would love to talk to someone who is a porch pirate. And if you are, I'd love to, to hear your side of why you do it. It's it's laziness to me. It's it's a lazy criminal. It's like those that want to just go in and jack a bunch of stuff from the local convenience store. You know, you're not going to get what you're going to get with that. 
I don't get it. I don't think much thought goes into it. So porch pirates to me are, are super lazy. And I don't I, I don't condone this whatsoever. And I don't think anyone with a conscience would. So if you are someone that is a porch pirate, knock it off. Uh, you know, there are there are ways that we can can go about watching for these. And you try to say, well, shouldn't the police force or law enforcement be helping with this issue? It's, it's, it's a crime, right? I mean, if you don't know that a crime has actually occurred, the police can't go. I mean, that's what law enforcement is. They're to enforce the law. And so I think the biggest feat for that has started the ball rolling, and it started kind of back in 2019, an amendment to the, for Texas at least, to the Texas Penal Code was addressed specifically for this and made changes that can that resulted in porch piracy having a more serious uh, punishment for it. Um, and under the law, when someone steals up to 10 packages, they are charged with a state jail felony. Uh, and again, Texas is not the only one. Uh, there are several other states that have this coming. And, you know, Michigan, it passed in December of 2019. Texas was 2019, or September of 2019. Oklahoma, May of 2020. Arkansas, March of 2021. Tennessee, July of 2021. Georgia, uh, July of 2021. New Jersey, January of 2022. And recently, Kentucky of this past year of, uh, of April uh, 2022. So that's when it's become effective. Now you do have states like California, New York, South Carolina, Kansas, and Missouri who have them pending. I, I hope it goes further because you have people that if you don't see law enforcement able to act on this because those video cameras don't give them enough, then it scares me that people start taking things and matters into their own hands. And you absolutely have a right to defend your property and things. But what I mean by that is, you know, setting traps and things that can be really harmful, you know, because we all have that mentality, they're going to get theirs. Or, you know, the fact is, well, I'm going to, I'm doing this to defend my own stuff or to, to deter them from stopping that. So in Texas, you have to be a little careful with that because, if you put something out on your property that can be harmful to somebody and you may be setting it out for someone with the intent of, of a porch pirate or a thief or criminal, and it may, it may affect or somebody that is a neighbor or someone that just is an innocent bystander uh, who is on your property, uh, you can have legal course of action taken on you. So you have to really be careful. I know the glitter bomb that was created by Mark Rober, you know, is is really kind of a cool thing. And I love that they're doing that. But in certain states and certain areas where you are, you need to check and see what parameters that you can take, uh, you know, to these measures. You know, I was scouring Twitter and somebody said, you know, take your cat litter and put it in an Amazon box and put it on your porch uh, if you're looking to bait people. Um, you know, I, I don't think we need to go looking for, for trouble, uh, personally, I, I think that, I mean, if you have someone in your neighborhood and it's a sting operation, that's a different thing. But if you're just out to say, well, I'm going to give someone a, you know, a, you know, a crappy Christmas gift. Yeah, they, they would deserve that. I, I'm not saying that they wouldn't, but I think that that's a waste of our time and effort. 
uh, to do that. I mean, there are different ways to go about, you know, making yourself vigilant and have talking to your neighbors and your surrounding uh, neighborhoods about how you guys can help collectively versus just, oh, I'm going to do this to try to get back at one person. I went to BrinksHome.com, which sells a lot of it's security company. It sells a lot of those cameras and things that they they have. And they they said that in one recent survey, 36% of respondents said that they've had at least one package stolen in the past. The New York Times found that 90,000 packages disappear daily in New York City. One porch pirate in Minnesota recently left a thank you note for the quote-unquote gift. So I can understand where the issue of they need to be punished comes from. And absolutely, to the extent of the law, but causing physical harm, you know, I kind of draw the line there. So if you're someone that's out to create a trap or something to cause physical harm, defend your property if you have to, absolutely. But I would urge you against seeking out physical harm uh, for baiting traps for people. If If you're defending something or you catch someone in the act, that becomes a whole different story. You know, a doorbell camera can help prevent those things. I personally don't think that they are the end-all of be-all, but it does deter and scare some people away. The big question is, are police doing enough? And, and I personally think they are because there's only so much that they can do. These video cameras that people say, well, look, I have them on camera. Well, it becomes like a needle in a haystack. And as much as you can get video... Yes, they can open crimes and things like that, um, but a lot of people don't even report these to the police because their first thought is, I need to call the company. I need to call the uh, Amazon or whatever company that had sent the package that you were delivering, and so that becomes their first priority, which I, I completely understand, and then after you're dealing with all of that, it can be really stressful. And then thinking about dealing with the police and the, the just the, the sheer fact of, well, I don't know if this is going to get solved. I don't know if they're going to be able to do anything. You know, I had a bike stolen. I believe it was, it was a couple years ago. I, I can't even remember now how long. And it was stolen on my apartment complex's property. It was in a bike cage. It was locked up. Someone went in there. Either the door wasn't shut or they had access. I don't know. They cut a bunch. I mean, mine wasn't the only one. My wife's was stolen as well. You know, I I filed a report and, and, you know, nothing ever came from it. You know, that you just hope that something eventually, or I guess maybe you hope for karma at that point, that they'll just have that happen to them, right? Or something along those lines will come back and say, you know, you can only get away with this for so long. I, I think that the police are doing what they can. They are making posts. Uh, there's a lot more awareness in the media. They're making announcements on the news. You know, law enforcement is, I, I know the, the Houston Police Department was posting tweets about how to protect yourself or tips and things like that about the holiday season. And, and I think it, a lot of it falls on our shoulders to be vigilant. I, it, it really does. You know, there's only so many law enforcement officers that are around a city, especially one like Houston. I mean, there's a lot of other crimes that are still happening. And I don't know if we're being too petty. It feels like 
a, a petty thing to call a police officer for. And maybe that's why some people don't don't do it. They're like, well, you know, the the price of what I of of the item that I ordered was only like 50 bucks. So is it really worth all that effort and, and issue? So it's just like we take our lumps on the chin. Some people, it may just be about the principle. To me personally, I, for something of that, I guess, value that would come if I lost, after I reported it to the company or with things that happen, that's all I can do. And it's really just move on at that point. But some people get things delivered that are of tremendous value to them. And it it motivates you to, to go and be proactive about it. Um, you know, I, I, I commend that. And I think that it's something that we need to keep doing. But I'm not a huge believer in causing physical harm to people, even for those that are doing completely wrong. I, I mean, that's just me. I, maybe you guys think differently. You know, uh, let me know in the comments. But there's something else that's going on in Texas, at least, and I'm sure other parts of the country, and it's called uh, jugging, which I wasn't aware of this, of what this actually was. And, and it's a pretty serious thing, and it's become a bigger issue. And you ask, well, what is jugging? And it refers to a type of robbery that people work together in teams of two to rip others off. It typically happens when you're going shopping or coming out of the stores or going to an ATM. Now, there's different ways to go to ATMs. A lot of people will stay, go to one where they can stay in their car. Uh, but even then, you, you never know. Um, walking up to ATMs is kind of a very scary thing to do these days to take money out. I know very few people that do. Plus, most things are paperless or credit card or you can scan everything. So um, it's not, I don't think, as big going to ATMs, but some people still do. But for shopping, okay, you're going to have one person that's what's called a spotter and they target a victim, and then the second is going to be the driver, which is the getaway. So you have teams working, and this this is kind of like a, it's jugging in quotes. It's, it's just a, a very fancy way of getting mugged or robbed. And it's happening more and more, especially in high-end areas or if you're doing shopping in large malls or gallerias and things like that. When you come out, they're going to be spotting you. They're going to be, people are going to be looking for you. And it's something that, again, becomes a little bit more dangerous than just porch pirates. Because at that point, now there's you could have physical harm coming to you. And this is where I think law enforcement needs to step up in these instances. I mean, theft and, and porch pirates, absolutely, and, and do what you can. But I think in, in areas that are larger shopping areas, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure they are, and I hope that they are. That's where I would hope that companies or stores would hire security or have law enforcement patrolling the areas to kind of help with these things. But it doesn't, again, you live in large populated cities. It doesn't always deter or solve the problem. So you always have to be vigilant. So I guess that's really the lesson to talk about or to take from today is being vigilant, knowing your surroundings, talking with your neighbors, things like that will help take away some of this holiday stress because it is stressful when you have people jacking your presents from your porch that you ordered or something that came in last minute that you have to wrap or for a family member. Or the trauma of just 
going out to do some shopping or, or maybe not even shopping, just going out and enjoying being out and then having somebody rob you, you know, strategically because they were casing the joint. You know, it, you never want to fall victim to, to those things. Now, there are ways to prevent or to be aware of porch pirates or jugging. And I'm going to share a couple uh, tips that I have. So for porch pirates, you can, one, use package tracking. Two, have your packages delivered to Amazon lockers. I mean, it's, that's becoming a big thing. Or another delivery service place. You know, there's companies that are now, for apartment complexes, are now having packages delivered to a certain company. Then you can schedule your own delivery when you're home. Uh, require a signature or ask for whoever's leaving the package, whether it's UPS or FedEx, to leave it in a very specific spot that maybe is not as well seen from your porch. Uh, Another one is you can ask a neighbor to pick up your package if you know you're not going to be home, or you can schedule your delivery when you are home. So those are just ways to help deter you know, porch pirates from from walking around. Also, if you notice somebody walking around and casing the place, let your neighbors know. Absolutely, let them know. Uh, for jugging, it's a little bit different, but you can scan your surroundings when you leave uh, a store or walk into your car. Just always, again, we talk about that being vigilant. Just always scan around. Uh, another one, have your keys in your hand, or if you have pepper spray or something attached to your keychain, you can have that, you know, in your hand as you're walking out. If you feel alone or if it's dark at at night or it's not well lit or even the daytime because a lot of these cases now are happening broad daylight porch pirates and being mugged so uh you know these are criminals are getting pretty brave with all of that um also if you do notice someone following you you know walk to crowded areas or you know or immediately call the police from your phone and and let them know so Don't hesitate with those things. And then also, if you are in the car and you notice you're being followed, you've already made it to your car, you're driving around because that's becoming a thing where they will wait till you get home and then they will jump out as you get out of your car and run into your garage or into your your driveway and and then mug you there. Um, If you notice a car that's been following you, make three to four left turns. And if they're still following you, do not stop your car. Just immediately call the police. Um, and those tips are, are things that you can do just in general all the time, but especially around this holiday season when people know that you're going to be out spending money and you know you're going to be Christmas shopping. Uh, and it's just a, a, just a very prime time at this point. Today in our Neighborly Advice, we are going to reach out to a former guest on the show and fellow neighbor and find out what she's doing. Hello, friends. Hey, hello, Stacy. How are you? <laughs> Good. I saw the FaceTime and I was like, motherfucker, put me on FaceTime. I'm like, <laughs> I, in the I, middle of cleaning my house. Oh, no, 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 don't worry. Uh, actually, you know, it's just me. And for those of you guys listening, uh, we are chatting with fellow neighbor and friend Stacy Burroughs. Uh, Stacy, it's so good to, to be talking with you. Unfortunately, Philip is under the weather, so ah. he is not going to be with us. Everyone uh, is under right the now. weather right now. I know. It's, it's something it's Something mean. about, you know, in Texas at least, we go from 80 degrees to 
45 degrees. So it's just, it's right. kind of like crazy. Uh, right. I don't know what's going on, but literally I've heard from three people this morning already, and it's not even 10 a.m. that they're sick. And I'm like, oh, what's that? Because I'm opening my solo show next week in Santa Barbara. I'm like, no, 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 no time for sickness. No time for sickness. Can't do the sickness. Gotta be well. So I'm like, well, I'm so happy. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm so happy that you're healthy. No, no, no. I, I, I'm so glad that we got a chance to catch up with you. And uh, also for our listeners to kind of let our, you know, it's, I love, you know, touching base with past guests and things like that. But uh, well, you've been up to a lot lately. And so we wanted to check. And this is the first time in a while that we've been able to really check with you because you are crazy busy and traveling. You were overseas doing your show. Yes. And so talk about your show for just a second. I want to I, I want to I, I hear from word of mouth because I've only been able to hear from social media. Ah, well, is that that's the only source you need these days, right? Um, <laughs> I know, right? No, okay. So I've written a solo dark comedy called Bulletproof Unicorn, which tells the true tale of my drunk brother threatening to murder me and my children last summer in Houston while we were there visiting my family. <laughs> and although it seems like a trauma story, which it is, but it's so lighthearted and funny. Um, I kind of just walk you through the steps of how my family got there and what it's like to have a brother who is a mentally ill addict. Yay! Well, comedy! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, 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 it's one of those things that I think the humor, it's so dark that you, it's, it's like you laugh at it. And, oh yes. You know, but yeah. You, you know so it I mean? took a few months for me to stop shaking and, and stop being so angry. And then I was like, wait a minute, I'm a comedy writer. What? Cause I was like, just kind of talking casually with a friend saying, well, this happened. And then this happened. And they're like, wait, wait a minute. What? And then, you know, it just kind of got ridiculous. Oh, I'm sorry. All my notifications are going to keep popping up. I apologize. Uh, I don't know how to silence those. Hold on. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to hang you up. Um, anyway, we'll just ignore them. Um, I, I, so anyway, so f for me, it's it's healing to to talk about it and have people laugh along with me because it's so outrageous the scenarios that we we kind of experienced as a family, um, uh, getting to this point that I'm like Jesus. When you put it down on paper, it's if you take you know the 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 reality out of it, it's actually quite ridiculous. So let's laugh. Yeah. You know? But I, I like dark comedy. That's what I like. I like the stuff that's going like, what? You can't <laughs> say that. You can say that. And it's funny. <laughs> I, I mean, well, and, and I think we talked about this, um, when you and, and Shannon were on the show that, mm -hmm. you know, comedy, it's become this very walk on eggshells type of thing. Like what, oh, what, yes. what can you say? What can't you say? You know, people are, people are getting in trouble for things. I mean, you look at the, the Dave Chappelle, uh, oh, yeah. SNL monologue. There's controversy left and right in comedy right now. Um, so I feel like it's, for, it's safe, me, it's safe to I go your it, own route, uh, right? Is I don't punch down ever. Uh, even though my brother is a mentally ill addict, I don't make him, um, uh, he's not the punchline. Do you know what I mean? The show has some weight to it. It has some poignancy to it, but I'm not making fun of a mentally ill person who struggles with addiction. I am talking <laughs> about how that affected me and my kids and how I can choose to look at it, which is a lesson for my kids to show them that when something really horrible happens in your life, you can actually heal yourself through art and, and bringing other people into the experience and saying, what do y'all make of this? <laughs> you know? So, um, but well, yeah, I don't punch down and I try not to make anyone. I, I, 
I have uh, intentionally written the show to make myself as much of a punchline as everyone else in the story. Like I own my part in the ridiculousness of it because I, I got involved. Do you know what I mean? I could have just said, uh, don't call me, but I got involved. I walked right in and said, oh, I can fix all this. What are you? What are you struggling with addiction? <laughs> what, what are you? What are you, an alcoholic? What are you, mentally ill? Ah, I can fix that. I have no skills. Um, you know, I think it's really great that, you know, you're you're doing this. I, I love to hear that it is, uh, that art is therapeutic. Uh, for those of you that are listening right now and like, where have I heard this guest from our show? Uh, you can go back and check out uh, Bourbon and Breast Pumps, the episode where we had Mommy Tonk on. It was really great. Uh, I believe that was back in season two. That, mm-hmm. that you guys were on. So it's, it's, we're in season five now for Neighbors Don't Knock. Wow, so it's, congratulations. So, That's amazing. I love that. I, well, I'm so glad that you you take time to, to be with us. And, and also, you know, is your comedy show something that will be streamed or does it have to be seen live? That's a, that's a good question. So at, the, at this point in time, in order to keep myself safe and also my children safe, it is best experienced in a theater live. Um, it is not the kind of show that I could put out uh, at the moment in its current state because my brother is still a threat. Uh, he does not live in California, thank God. But, um, it, you know, it's one of these weird things where I'm all about promoting the show, but then I'm also like, it can't get too big. <laughs> it can't get too big because, yeah. you know, it could be it could be problematic. Um, but I will say that if any of your listeners, which I'm sure they're not, but maybe if they are in Santa Barbara next week, I am going to do a three-night run at Center Stage Theater um, in Santa Barbara at the, oh God, it's the sweetest theater, Center Stage Theater. I love them so much. Um, and uh, we're going to have some fun with the show. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun with it. We're going to put it up for three nights and then see see what happens next. And then I'll be doing it in Santa Monica in January. And I'm just going to keep taking it along to audiences that want to hear the story. You know, it's crazy. It's a crazy story. Well, if you if you know, if you come to Houston, we will we'll be there. So if you guys want to find out more about Stacey's show or catch the show, if you're in the area, you can go to bulletproofunicorn.com and you can find out how to get tickets. And, you know, I'm sure you can email or contact Stacey. She'd be happy to to let you know whoever is is handling her PR because I'm sure she has an entire team slash family. Oh, you bet I do. You bet I do. I've got a, working I've got a large schnauzer over here on a PR and I've got a small terrier <laughs> poodle over here on management. <laughs> So, I mean, it could be, it could be a fun Christmas outing, a very different type of Christmas outing (laughs) for you guys over for December, if you're looking for that or in need of some healing in that sense. Uh, You know, Stacey, today, you know, we've been talking about, uh, on the show, I've been talking about porch pirates and preparing ourselves for the holiday season and, and jugging, uh, things, you know, do you have that issue? Have you ever had that issue with porch pirates at at your home over the holidays? Are you talking about people who snag Amazon packages off your doorstep? Yeah. Is yeah. that what that means? Okay, I'd never yeah. heard that term before, so that's a new one for me. Uh, okay, so I don't want to jinx myself, but <laughs> yeah, you're like, no, I'm good. <laughs> don't have that issue. My issue is that we live in like the mountains, so our our neighborhood isn't like a standard tracked neighborhood where you see driveways and mailboxes. It's we're in the mountains, so everybody's just scattered around. So it's so it's <laughs> a lot. Of, it's around. a lot but of effort. It's I a lot of effort. Then <laughs> I get other people's packages, and so my my is a re- I'm a reverse issue. So instead of coming home to see that my package is gone. I come home to find that I've received the whole neighborhood's packages and then it is then my responsibility to then go deliver those packages. Oh, you get to play Santa um, Claus then. You get to play neighborhood, yeah. neighborhood Santa. But I have 
three dogs. And anytime anyone delivers packages to the house, they go, but you would think someone was murdering me. So I'm always like, please just read the number on the address. This is not the house you're looking for. Don't come near the door. Because well, it's a whole show. I, I, I love that you're that it's not necessarily an issue for you because I know for so many people and so many of our neighbors that have this issue, especially in the, the inner cities and things like that, it becomes a bigger thing. You know, the one it's so funny you say you've never heard that term. I actually had never heard the term uh, jugging. And Neither have I. What's that? So jugging is where two people work in a team to mug somebody. <laughs> So, so you have, you have somebody oh that's God. like a spotter or, or casing, you know, mm-hmm. the, the mm-hmm. joint or something. And then you have the driver that is the, the getaway person and they, tar- oh. they target people coming out of stores or other yeah. areas. And then they, yeah. they will follow you, your car or, and, or follow you to your home. That's hor- Well, let me tell you, which is horrible. I talked a little bit about that in my show. We had some of that, um, we had some of that when I was growing up in West Houston, uh, people would, you know, have a flashy watch or something like that. And, you know, they flash it in town and somebody just (laughs) follows them home. Anyway, it's in the show, but, um, yeah, no, I had never heard the term, but I definitely know about that. And I know that in the air, like the surrounding areas, like I live in the mountains, so we are off the beaten path, which is wonderful, but in the city, oh my God, you know, next door, the, the app, the friendly neighborhood app where everybody reveals how racist they are. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay, I see. I see what this app is for. I thought it was to help the neighborhood, but we just are identifying racists. That's it's fantastic. just a different anyway, version of Twitter at that point. Different, it's a different Twitter. It's um, the neighborhood yeah, Twitter. So everybody is chatting about how people are just coming out of Costco and being like knife held at knife point in the garage. And I'm just like, oh, please. I, I just can't take the crime anymore. It's ridiculous. It's awful. Yeah, yeah. I, do Awful. you do you feel? Now let me ask you this: Do you think that law enforcement is doing the, what they should There's in their dog. part? Oh, there's your PR <laughs> manager right there. That's my PR manager. <laughs> anyway, do I think the law enforcement does what? I, do you think law enforcement is is really helping uh, the situation, or do you think that they can be doing more than just putting out these, you know, friendly reminders about being vigilant and things like that? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, in my in my aim to solve problems I am not qualified to solve, I will tell you, (laughs) I am certain that there are police departments that are incredibly helpful and they serve and protect their communities. I will also say (laughs) um, that I feel like that's not happening in other communities and that's a damn shame. Um, So I don't know. I mean, listen, I, I, you know, what are you going to do? Put a security guard up in every parking lot? Well, you probably should. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, more guns, more guns, definitely more guns. We need more guns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's the, pr- no, no, I mean, I'm well, actually kidding. But, but you, you kid. More guns is it's, the, it's, the, the issue. No, no, I, I'm, I'm against, I'm against the more guns, <laughs> but, but at the same time, it's funny that you kid about that, but you look at people they're going to start taking things into their own hands if they don't feel that, that oh, law enforcement sure. is going to be yes, helping. Yes, absolutely. And, and that's what the worries vigilantes me. Vigilantes and whatnot. Exactly. And the Hells Angels it, and whatnot. Yes, absolutely. I mean... That's where my concern comes in because yeah. you, you have people that are are out almost baiting people now. They're, they're you know, you have the... Sure, the sure. Engin- yeah. Engineers creating glitter bombs and things, which I, I think are are great to teach people a lesson and help helping solve crimes and working with Law enforcement, that's mm-hmm. different. But then you have other people that are setting traps and things like that, and I'm out to get somebody just to catch them. You know? Yeah. Oh, point, no, no. At, that's at that terrible. point, it becomes it becomes an issue, right? 
it, it's, oh, it's like terrible. how, how I didn't far know is that's it happening? Am I living in a bubble? So, Am I in a bubble? <laughs> so, well, <laughs> I think I might I, be in a bubble. <laughs> I, I won't say that people. I shouldn't say this. I don't have experience of, of witnessing people doing it just on a whim, but mm-hmm. I have heard there have been cases of people doing it as revenge. You know, it happened once, and so Ooh. well, instead of having it happen again, I'm gonna put you know cat poo in a box and put it on the <gasps> porch and and try to catch somebody or oh, you know, but, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and you have to be careful though because in the state of Texas, you can actually be charged as a homeowner. Uh, you can be charged as a crime if you do something like that that can cause physical harm to somebody because you don't necessarily know intent at that point. Oh, right. Yeah. So, so you no, got to be very this is, careful. Oh, I am just fascinated where this conversation has led because honestly, <laughs> I don't have, like, uh, this is my whole point of view on this thing. I don't have enough time in my day to wrap up a box of cat poo. <laughs> I, was I, I know, like, where right? Are these people finding the time to put poop in a box. I don't have time to even go to the bathroom most days. I am too busy to think about, let's see. Oh, that's funny. Oh, I don't even know. I mean, no. I wake up at like 5.30 every morning and I am, I crash at like 10 p.m. I am so busy. I'm too busy to put poop in a box. Maybe I need to Maybe I need to clear my schedule <laughs> and start wrapping New up. New holiday priorities, right? <laughs> Just, I don't know. I mean, look, here's the deal. When If you saw my, my biggest dog, he's about 90 pounds, and he's half German Shepherd and half large Schnauzer, and the thing has teeth like, you know, a dragon. And it just, it, I don't want to jinx myself again, but, like, they, they're, on, they're on guard all the time, so people don't really – when they come near my property, they're not going to go, well, hey, this looks like a great place to mess around with. They go, oh, my God, that dog's going to eat my face. So I don't, that's why I have dogs. I have dogs. I don't have guns. Well, <laughs> three dogs, I, I, no, three dogs I, no guns. I totally I totally get that. Uh, and I think that's great. Our dogs are much smaller and they would make someone coming to our place laugh. As guard <laughs> well, dogs. the funny thing is my <laughs> smallest step dog over. <laughs> is the one that would do the most harm. Oh, really? Buxley, it looks like a just like a a large beanie baby, but he actually is vicious. <laughs> and his number one priority in life is to protect me. I don't know what I did, but this kid loves me. <laughs> Hey, you know, l- little ones, like they, they, they gotta, they, they gotta kind of peacock a little bit more, right? They gotta have a little bit more bite to their, yeah. to their he bark. He has fought off three coyotes. So I have a middle dog. No, I have an older dog. She's a golden doodle, but she's middle sized, Right. And, uh, we've had three coyote attacks on her in the yard, like vicious coyote attacks. And it was the small poodle terrier that literally fought off the coyotes to protect his big sister or whatever she is to him. I don't know. Are they related? I don't know. They're not related, but they live in the same house. They're roommates. <laughs> They're roommates. Anyway, but yeah, the small one is the vicious one, and the big one is the least effective, but his size makes him look like he's going to do some damage, but he won't. Well, I'm glad yeah. to hear that it's not really an, an issue for you, um, but I do want to thank you for for taking time. I'm glad to hear you're doing sure. well and, and just making sure that the family is all healthy and we're checking in with you guys. Um, oh, again, I don't want to jinx anything. No, my kids were sick for two straight months. It was right at homecoming. It was about September 30th. They were sick for almost two months and they couldn't figure out what it was. It wasn't COVID. It wasn't strep. It wasn't flu. It wasn't anything. I personally think that RSV was like moving through all the younger and elderly people. And I 
think, I don't know if that's, there's a test for that, but that seemed like a likely thing, but they just had a crazy virus for like two months, but they're now they're well. And I'm sure everybody's going to get sick again, but that's right. <laughs> just got to get through my show next week and then everybody can get as sick as they want to get. There you go. <laughs> now, are you guys planning to be in town for Christmas? Are you spending it at home? I might, I might, I might. I, 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 feel, I feel like there, there, there's already plans in the works, but we just, we, nothing solidified yet. So we're not saying anything. Right. 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 That is exactly right. Oh, okay. I'll tell you where I want to be though. Uh, there's a, there's a town called Johnson Valley. It's, it's, it, it's, God, where is it? I don't know. It's like almost three hours away from Los Angeles and it's a desert and we go off-roading out there. And I'll tell you what, it is the most a fun thing to do in the whole wide world. So if I had my druthers, I'd rather be out in the middle of the desert, just off-roading and, you know, doing jackass stuff, but that's not what I'm doing. I'm going to do, I'm going to do Christmas. I'm going to put up a tree about 12 days before Christmas. I will put up my tree and then I will um, decorate the tree uh, minimally because of the puppy. And then (laughs) I will put like one star at the very top and call it. And, uh, and then we'll do some, some Christmasing. All right. Well, there you go. Well, and if you guys, again, want to catch more of Stacy or her show, you can contact her or you can go to bulletproofunicorn.com. Yes. And you can check out that show. I'm, I'm kind of really jealous that I can't be in town to, to, to see it, but I, I hope that you do well. Also, if you want to hear uh, Stacy and Shannon, uh, which her, her partner from Mommy Tonk is unfortunately not with us right now, but you can go back and check out that episode, Breast Pumps and Bourbon, in our previous mm-hmm. season. And that was a lot of fun having them on. They even did a little live performance uh, for all of our yeah. listeners out there. So check, And we have an album out. called Nailed It on all the streaming services. So Mommy Tonk, Nailed It. It's really funny it's not for children yeah it's not for children so hey <laughs> these are two moms that are not for children <laughs> <laughs> and and again and again I, I love that but you guys can go check them out um and i'm i'm gonna let you go but i i love catching up with you and i'm so glad to hear Thank that you're you doing so much well. Brian. i appreciate the call and i hope you guys have very happy and safe holidays and don't get jugged <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's gonna be the new slogan for this year's christmas don't get that's don't right. get jugged. merry christmas i didn't get jugged all right <laughs> all right we'll catch up with you soon all right take it easy man thanks a lot well it's about time for me to wrap this one up make sure you guys are aware of those porch pirates that are out around the neighborhoods don't fall victim to any of these scams or things happening around the holidays we want everyone to be safe and i also want to be uh, throw a big shout out uh, and thank you to our good friend and neighbor who stopped by today, Stacy Burrows. I want to wish her luck with her show, Bulletproof Unicorn, her comedy show. If you are in the area, go check it out. Make sure you say hello. As she's a hilarious, wonderful person. We just want to have and hope that she has a great run of that show. But make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. Also, the YouTube channel. You can leave us an audio message on Pod Inbox dot com slash neighbors don't knock and make sure you catch new episodes every friday we'll have the lovely philip goffrey back with us next week so we'll catch you then peace